0: Audience. Welcome to The Field Podcast. I'm here today with the beautiful, dynamic Megan Vanstone. Um, You're going to get to hear from a few Vanstone women over the next few weeks, and Megan gets to kick it off. I was brought into this amazing family when I was in college um, by my, my dear sister friend, um, Stephanie Fells, and her mom, um, Annie, became my adopted mother, and Annie is a Vanstone. And through that, I got access and welcomed him into this amazing family. Um, and Aaron Vanstone is Megan's husband and is a nephew of Annie's, a cousin of Steps. But he's more to that for us. For us, we ha- we have been very close with Aaron for a long time. Aaron came to Washington State University when Brady and I were living in Pullman, and, um, Brady was working for the athletics department at the time. And we, Aaron became like our fourth child in a lot of ways. Um, we took care of him through Mono his freshman year. Um, and then he ended, uh, ended up interning for Brady and, um, they became very close like brothers in a lot of ways. And then he had his first, um, work for Brady. And then now he's launched his whole other great thing, um, Outside of athletics because he was smart. he got out before we did. Um, <laughs> but um but that that really cemented our relationship. and then that's how we met Megan when he met Megan., um, and we were so happy because Aaron liked Megan's. <laughs> and, and Aaron like that was kind of the joke for him and, and he finally found, we're like, you just you knew it was a Megan. You just had to find the right Megan. <laughs> And we got our beautiful, beautiful Megan that we have been so um, cherished to have. Um, Megan is creative. Megan is nurturing. Megan is mothering. And Megan has a great gift for hospitality. And that's really going to come through because you've got to go to the show notes on embracinglayers.com and the sources page and follow us at Embracing Layers so that you can get all the links to her own Instagram, honey housewife, the restaurants that she and her family are a part of. If you're in Spokane, you need to know about these places. They're right downtown, Madeline's, get your breakfast, get your maple bar, get your, it's an, oh my gosh, like I don't live there anymore and it makes me cry because every, every, I see the postings and I want to cry. Um, and there's other, but there's, that's just at the beginning. And so you want to know all these things, this amazing lazy lady is involved in. Um, she is far from lazy, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, wish. I wish there was time to be lazy. Oh, <laughs> I know. And we're going to talk about that because I think that you have some spaces you create, but we'll get into that. Megan, thank you so much for taking the time today. Yeah. Busy thank woman. you for today. having me. And I oh. have to
1: say, I am as honored to have been adopted into the Vanstone family as you are. They are an amazing group of people and it is just a blessing to uh, be able to
0: be a Vanstone. It is. It is a treasure. It is a treasure. Yeah. And I'm so excited that... The audience gets a peek into that over these next few weeks as I get to talk to to all of you amazing women. All right. We're going to kick this off and talk about you're a busy lady. You've got businesses. You've got your own brand. You are a mom. You are a sister. You are a daughter. You are a wife. You are a (laughs) daughter-in-law. That by itself is its own, right? (laughs) Okay. So how do you prioritize self-care in your life? And what does that look like for you? I think the older I've
1: gotten, the more I've really realized how important it is to prioritize the things that are important to me Mm -hmm. and to say no to the things that aren't because Mm -hmm. my personality in general, just if someone needed something or wanted me or pulled me in a certain direction, I would always say yes. And realizing that maybe I was nurturing relationships that I shouldn't be investing in or Mm -hmm. putting my time into something that wasn't benefiting me or our family and learning to step back and say, I can say no to these things because I need to make sure that I'm taking care of myself before I'm helping all of these people with the things that they need taken care of. Mm-hmm. And that right there allotted me so much more freedom to mm-hmm. pick and choose the things that are important to me and to really help the people that I should, should be helping. Yeah. And maybe not helping the people that don't need my help, right? as much. And that really opened up a whole new space for me to spend more time with my family and to do the things that are important to me and to take care of myself,
0: yeah, yeah. So what does a take care of yourself regime look like for you? What is nurturing for you? What feels you? Like? Oh, I love quality time with my friends. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: i It is important to me to get out and be with my girlfriends and to be able to have those conversations with them and to reflect on all of the seasons of our life right now and what's happening. And, um, that's a big one for me is getting time with them. Um, working out. I, if I could manage to do it every day, I would, but it's definitely a treat when it gets squeezed in somewhere. But growing up, I was always a runner. And so yeah. running was a big part of my life and, um, carving out time to like, get outside and go for a run is definitely a way that I can recharge myself and kind of focus all my thoughts and clear my head a little bit. And, um, it's, it is even almost like a spiritual thing for me is getting out and like, I'm alone, I'm alone with my thoughts, I'm outside. And it just gives me kind of time to really work through and process whatever has been going on for the past few days. And so trying to squeeze that in is definitely a big one. Yeah. And then the last last one, not in any specific order, but uh, time with Aaron is also a really big um, thing that it's taken us a long time to really realize how important that time for the two of us is and how that really affects the whole dynamic of our family when we are in a good place and communicating and happy. And that takes time for just the two of us to really make all of that work.
0: And I think you guys do a good job of that. I, cause I get to, you know, kind of observe you from afar. I mean, you just yeah. had a weekend together last weekend and I did, yes. but, but it is intentional. It is a purposeful thing. It's not yeah. something I think that comes naturally. I mean, that's something that Brady and I too decided early on, especially when he was traveling a lot and and Aaron definitely has seasons where he travels a lot yeah. and you're very busy in Spokane with your stuff, but you know, you have to like, you like Brady and I are like, okay, every, when he was traveling on every three to four months, I would go on a trip with him and we were lucky that we had resource kids were young, but we had helpers. We had family that could help us, but we had to make that a priority. Absolutely. And you have to, you know, and you guys do that really well. And you, and I, so I want to, I want to say that the busyness is not an excuse people. There's no one busier than this woman and her, and her husband, but they still make time for it. So it's a difference. Yeah. Deciding to
1: continue to date my husband after, 12 yeah. years of marriage is a big deal. And yeah, it's amazing how we can have a few weeks where you just kind of feel like roommates and you're just kind of living in the same space and surviving yeah. parenthood and taking care of these kids and all the things. And, you know, I'll say we got to get, we got to get a sitter. We got to get out tonight and just to be able to sit and have a conversation and reconnect it just, it's amazing how fast it recharges and yeah, brings such a reminder as to how much we love each other and how important we are to each other.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Um, this one, and we kind of touched on a little bit, we'll dive into a a little bit more detail wise, confidently setting boundaries. And, you know, in that space in your life, and you touched on a little bit earlier about talking, knowing what to say yes and no to, but even just boundaries within relationships, because I, you know, we, I did an episode with, my family to kick this off a few months ago and Sierra said something that really resonated. And I think it happens a lot with us. She's like, sometimes you don't need a bu- bound. No, you need a boundary until you start bumping into something. You're like, Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> that needs a boundary. Yeah. Um, talk about that, how you've navigated that because you work with your family, mm-hmm. you, um, been, you've got Aaron's family, you've got, you know, so all those places need boundaries. I'm like, when does it become work? When is it family time? Right. Um, And then just boundaries so that you have the space to go away with your husband for a weekend, to have some time just with your kids. Talk to me about your boundaries and how that works for you. Yeah. I mean, the,
1: the work family relationship dynamic is definitely an interesting one. And it took my mom and I quite a few years to really iron that out because at the end of the day, she is always going to be my mother and, you know, a level up above Sure. The level that I'm at. And so she gets to make the calls and she gets to make the shots. And that was hard wanting to feel more like we were a team instead of, you know, that there was a hierarchy in line. Yeah. <laughs> um, But I think. Learning to communicate with her and to know when to step back and, you know, let let her win this time. In order for me to win next time and to really learn how the two of us can work together was huge, and it wasn't an easy feat. I mean, it took us it took us a while to really dig into it, Um, and I think that my brother has gone through the same process. Although I one hundred percent know that relationships between mothers and sons and mothers and daughters are completely different, so they really are. um, So I'm not sure if my brother ben had as many struggles as i did in the beginning but um it's it i came to learn to a certain point that i can only control so much mm-hmm. and learning that i can't control her choices i can't force her to take time off i can't force her to rest mm-hmm. i can't i can't make her do anything she doesn't want to do because she is a very strong-willed woman mm-hmm. And once I let that go and told myself it was okay for me to step back a little, it was okay for me to rest. It was okay for me to go do something fun on a night that the restaurants were open. Um, That was a really big moment for me when I stopped worrying so much about me trying to take care of her because Mm -hmm she wasn't open to it she didn't want to be taken care of yeah and then realizing that I needed to then take care of myself instead sure. and that's really when things turned around for us wow it made a huge difference in our relationship and our boundaries there
0: yeah absolutely and I think you brought you know especially for you as a naturally caring nurturing person anyway it's your natural inclination to be like you need to you know so to be able to like, all right, I I need to, to create this. She doesn't want this. I can't control it. I need to release it and yeah. not take it on. That's a big thing, especially for someone who's built like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for that. Okay. Taking care of our emotional health as much as our physical health. Um, I would say based on my experience, very connected. Like if one's not being dealt with well or at all or in a not a healthy way I feel it in my body how about you how does that work for you because you're younger that maybe hasn't caught you yet (laughs) no
1: absolutely I mean I know when I am taking care of myself and I'm in a good place I'm a better wife I'm a better mother I'm a better friend I feel better I have more energy really getting all of those things to align is huge now it takes a lot of work an effort on my part to get me to that place. Mm -hmm. And I have to have, you know, a team of people behind me supporting me to get me to that place. I mean, we have a nanny who comes to our house three days a week and God bless her. She is a lifesaver because that gives me space to help take care of the things that I need, take care of myself, Mm -hmm. you know, manage the house and taking care of the things here at the house. Um, I have a little bit of like, OCD and the fact that if I, I don't feel like the house is picked up, I feel overwhelmed and like disorganized, and you know, it's just a big downhill spiral from there. So, knowing that I need those things to feel taken care of in my life, and allowing myself to have someone come in a few days a weekend to help me, yeah, really is what does it all. I mean, I had a conversation with one of my girlfriends. I don't know; it's been a little while, but about how women are so, uh, reluctant to ask for help. Yes. And we, we want people to think we can do it on our own. We don't need help. I don't want someone to think that I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And then I go through this insane amount of work to try to prove that I can do it, but it doesn't actually make me happy in the end because I made myself miserable trying to do it.
0: Yeah. And, and exhausted. <laughs>
1: exhaust. Right. And I probably didn't do it as well as I could have had I just asked someone for help. Yeah. I think that I was trying to like, I had a new baby and preschool needed birthday treats and I made birthday treats. And instead of like calling my mom or my friend and saying, Hey, can you hold the baby for 20 minutes while I run over to Jack's school and drop off birthday treats? I insisted on taking the baby, loading all of the stuff in, loading the, and I mean, I just thought this was so silly. Yeah. Why did I need to prove that I could take care of my baby and provide whatever Jack needed in that moment at the same time. And I think it was a really pivotal moment for me when I realized ask for help. You have so many people who want to help you. Yes. There are not that many people who are going to turn down 20 minutes with a brand new baby to like snuggle. Why I run to Jack's school. (laughs) But in my mind, I wasn't capable. I wasn't a good enough mother. If I couldn't juggle all of those balls at the same time. Yeah. Really like stepping back and be like, this is so stupid. I just yeah. exhausted myself, like, yeah. baby screaming. I spilt treats. And so I, I, it could have been so much easier, but I made it harder on myself because of this idea that I put in
0: my own head of what it needed to be. Yeah, put it in your own head. But I think the culture has put that in our heads as women. It's built yes. this model of women of like, this is what it looks like to do it all. And this mm-hmm. is what it looks like. And I love your, I appreciate your honesty and your authenticity in saying no, because I think so many more of us, I wish I would I look back at my space and time when my kids were your age and we were in that mode. I'm like, mm, man, you know, an investment I would have made is having someone come in and clean the house. Mm-hmm. You know, even just once a month, just yeah. to like because I wasn't getting to it more than once a month anyway. Right. <laughs> so, right? You know, but just but that releasing that that need to be this superwoman thing, this okay. complex, and there's just expectations that are put on that. I think we have to start. I start calling no, no, we're not going to do that. And, yeah. and it, the joke is really, I say I've said this in different ways through different episodes, but the joke's kind of on the culture because you're not getting the best of us when we're mm-hmm. trying to do all those things, right? Um, yeah, because we don't we're not giving you're not getting our best effort. You're getting a half effort because we're just trying to keep up. So yeah, yes. I I love that you recognize that and you're gonna look back on this time. when you're gonna be healthier and two, you, you know, your kids are gonna have the kids remember all these, you know, things okay. and they and they remember what we model because we can say one thing and model another, and your kids are gonna see, you know, a mom that that took the time to do these things, so that she can have space for herself to be a rest person. They're going to see parents that love each other that took the time. That's going yeah. to be that's just such good stuff. Thank you so much yeah. for that. Yeah. All right. Um, how can and this kind of leads into this next thing. So how can we support ourselves and other women in living unapologetically in because in not saying, oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't just couldn't do it all. Or we tend to say sorry for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we walk down the street. And somebody bumps into us and we say, sorry, you know, but even just the choices you've made that we were just talking about, talk to me how, how we can do that as women and how you do that. Cause you do that in a lot of ways. I mean, I think that one, we have to be stopping so competitive with each
1: other. Like, I don't know why women are so competitive with each other, but, and it kind of goes back to the first question that you asked me on like choosing the right people in your life.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I think that to a point I started to realize there's people in my life that are toxic that aren't here to support me or help me who just make me feel bad. And those aren't the kind of people that I need in my life to help get me to where I need to be. And once I really aligned with the people who I find most important in my life and people that, you know, that you can count on and, know that I can call on them when I need help or that they can call on me when they need help. That sets everything into play. I mean, I have girlfriends who at the drop of a dime will be like, you're having a crappy day. I'm swooping up your kids. You go take a bath. I'll bring them back in an hour and a half. And that's the kind of community that I think is important to surround yourself with to really help make sure that you can be your best self. Absolutely. And I am super grateful for those women in my life to help get me to those points.
0: Yeah, that is such a blessing. And I, I noticed that because I mean I follow your social media stuff. And I love that you have that community, that sense of because I think sometimes we don't think we have time. And so in this this space of life here, and when you're raising kids and you're working and you you're doing all you you're married and your family and all these things, you're like, those you're like, no, I, I can't take time for that. Those relationships are so important. I have, I have my ride or dies. I've got three to four friends that are my ride or dies that have been with me, some since third grade, some since, you know, moms together, whatever it is. But I know no matter where, and we've lived all over the place, but I know where no matter where I am in the country, I can drop everything and they will be there for me. And those relationships, those people that are for you and those people that will won't lie to you. They will tell you, hmm, you're a little grumpy today. <laughs> Let me help you out. Yeah. Um, I, it, it, it makes all the difference in the world and it allows us to, we don't have to feel like we're, we can be authentic with them. We're not apologizing. We're not feeling bad. We're lifting each other up because you're right about this whole, I think this we got to be for each other. It's a tough yeah. world out there for women and we've got to be for each other and not allow the culture and the things that kind of play against that to break mm-hmm. us apart. So yeah, thank you are speaking that, yeah. I love that. Yeah. All right. Um, the importance of setting and coming back to your why in everything you do, because you have some very specific things that you're involved with that mm-hmm. are, are very authentically you. I mean, all these spaces that you live in are very authentically you. They truly show your creativeness, your nurturing, your hospitality. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about that why and how you could you you touched on it earlier, learning how to say no to the things. And that's such an important lesson to learn um, for your own sanity and space and not allowing others to kind of define that for you, which we'll talk about more in a minute too, but talk to me about your why and how you came to that and have made choices out of that. I think that at some point I just
1: realized where my talents lay and mm-hmm. that instead of not necessarily Hiding them, but choosing to nurture them, yeah, and that when I do that, everybody gets the best of me, yeah, and finding the space of things that I was already doing on a daily basis and putting it out there for everybody, um, was really important to me. Mm-hmm. For people to say, be able to see like, oh, this is, this is something I could do. Like she made this so easy. Yeah. And once I really learned what my gifts were and how I could share them with people, um, it just kind of opened up a whole new side of me that I never knew was there. Yeah. And I haven't looked back
0: yet. <laughs> yeah. And it comes through so clearly. I mean, I love following, um, your honey housewife. Instagram, because, and you got to follow that people, and the link will be in the show notes because I am not the amazing creative. That's not one of my gifts. I, my creativity shows up in different ways than Megan's, but she will like do show you a drink that if you just looked at the drink or you'd be like, oh, that looks like a lot of work and she'll just do it. And you're like, oh, I can do that. And that looks awesome. I'm going to go get the stuff right now. Or she'll do something in her house. You know, she'll put some decorations up because I am the, I love a house that looks cool during the seasons, but I steal everybody else's ideas. Cause that's just <laughs> not how my brain works. She puts stuff up. You're like, oh, I can do that too. So, and it does come through and I love that. So that, that was a little abstract, but it's just such a example of you you living, you truly do live out of your truest form of your why, and even within the restaurant business, the things that you do, that you create within that, it comes through also. So I love that you identified that in embracing it because I think sometimes we're like, oh, that that one went. I don't need to expose that one, or that one won't do as much, or that might not be the best thing for you know profitability or whatever it is. But you just like you leaned into your why, and I love that. So thank yeah. you for sharing that. Growing out of your own expectations versus others' expectations of you. Talk about that and your your journey in that. You know,
1: I I know I've said this once before already, but the older you get, the less you care. Yeah. <laughs> and I think back, if there was anything I could tell my younger self, it would stop caring what other people think so much. Yeah. It doesn't matter. No. It doesn't matter at all what anybody else thinks of me. Yeah. And so, um, once I finally got to the point where I was like, I don't, I don't care. I'm going to do what makes me happy. And I'm going to live this life that I want to live. And I don't care what anyone else thinks. It became so much easier to truly fall into place at where I was supposed to be. Yeah. And it just wasn't, it wasn't hard. It was natural. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's still true now there, there are many times where my best self comes out when I stop thinking about was someone going to like this? Is someone, you know, is this, is this going to go over well or whatever? And it's really made a huge difference.
0: Yeah. And just the, the, just taking the stress off yourself. And I think too, because you've surrounded yourself with the right people and people that are pouring into you and caring about you, they're for you. That takes a lot of the relief off too, because it's all connected. Yeah. Surround ourselves with the voices we choose to listen to and the voices that we're like, no, that's, they just don't understand Um, this part of me and that's okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm going to fill myself with the people that do, and I'm going to live out of a life that feels most authentic to me. So I think that's so important. All right. Accepting the layered aspects of ourselves. And what I mean by that is I call it the, um, you know, the Instagram life, everybody kind of looks at everybody's Instagrams and they are like, think that that's what life should look like. And we all know that that's, you know, we put we put up the that's highlights, true. you know, yeah. this is not true. We all have portions of ourselves that either or seasons in our life that aren't great or aren't full. Cool. I mean, my whole episode this last week about myself was like about me embracing layers about part of my life that I didn't love, but having to bring that in. So talk to me about embracing the different layers, the different seasons and in, in incorporating that into who you are today. Well, I think that... I mean, you have to take life
1: with the good, the bad and the ugly. And as much as I would wish that our lives could be all beautiful all the time, like that's just not realistic. There's going to be some hard and there's going to be some tricky and there's going to be moments of like sadness. And I think it's those moments that are really going to turn us into the people that we are becoming and help us to... Be able to acknowledge when we see other people with those struggles and because we've been through it how we can help them to get through it yeah um but I think that there's just moments in life that are hard and as much as I don't want them to be there they needed to be there mm-hmm. And I think that especially on the platforms that we have today it's yeah. important to show those moments and to try to be as honest as we can about them and let other people know that, Maybe what they think the expectation is, isn't actually what it is
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: just taking it step by step
0: and appreciating the journey. Yeah, the journey, I think you hit it on there is appreciating the journey because I think I used to have this idea of getting on the other side of things instead of, and Brady has been always great about that. It's like, enjoy the journey, enjoy the journey. I'm like, journey schmirny, let's check it off the list and move on to the next thing. And I've learned that, no, it's, it's all part of it. It's all part of us becoming who we are. And I think to the empathy piece, as we walk these things out and embrace all of our layers, it builds empathy as people are walking through it. Too, and we recognize, oh, yeah, I w- let me walk this out with you because I've, I've right. been there and I've done that. So I think yeah it creates all that space, too. All right. Yeah. Um, cultivating healthy relationships with others, which is really, I would say, all these things we've been talking about. If you aren't putting them into play some way, it's going to be difficult to cultivate healthy relationships with others. But talk about that again, because, again, you work very closely with a family and talk about cultivating and how all your practices help that. I think, I mean, to me,
1: friends and family are just so near and dear to me and it's, it's definitely work. It's Mm -hmm. work to build those relationships and maintain those relationships, but the payout from that work is just so important. Yeah. And I think that making time to build those relationships is important, but Really figuring out who your community is mm-hmm. and maintaining those relationships is what's going to help you thrive in life. Yeah. And there's a lot of, you know, extra steps in thinking, okay, my mom's called me three days in a row. <laughs> I should probably reach out to her. She <laughs> probably needs to hear from me instead of <laughs> her calling to check on me. Like those little moments in life where you're like, okay, I need to like, stop for a minute and think like, have I checked in on so-and-so? Like I should send them a little text. How are you doing? I'm thinking of you or, you know, make a play date, plan to take a walk before you pick kids up from school or just, even if it's just a moment, like yeah. it really makes a big difference. I mean, even for myself when I'm like, Oh, so, you know, my friend was thinking about me like that means a lot to me to know that she cares if she wants to know what's going on or yeah, that and keeping those relationships strong
0: yeah absolutely well and you you're very relationally driven and you do a really good job of of navigating that and i think that that's i think you're such a great example of that because you've got plenty of excuses and reasons to not put the time in it's not you're not short on things mm-hmm. to do each day but i know that you but your life is so much richer because you do take the time yes. to do that. and i think that is such a that's a difference maker all right what are some practices you use to process your emotions in healthy ways? Well, like I said earlier, running, yeah. it running for me has always been a like, I'm
1: struggling with something or whatever. Like I just need to get out and run. I ran a lot during lockdown.
0: <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> I was a really great runner for that year.
1: <laughs> just like any opportunity, it would be like, snowing and 20 degrees outside. I'm like, I got to get outside. I got to get out of this house. I'll see you guys in an hour. (laughs) Yep. So running is definitely a big one for me. Um, I love to be outside. Yeah. I love to be in the mountains. I love to be in the fresh air. Um, I love to explore. I love to watch the kids explore. So for me, like getting outside, if we're having a bad day or a struggle, like let's take a walk. Let's go out to like Riverside State Park. Let's go down over the bluff. Like, let's just get outside and be in nature. And it just, it's just so healing for me to see all of the beauty that God has made and to kind of like put it back into perspective for me of, okay, like struggling with this moment, like this moment will pass. Like, let's take some deep breaths and like be outside and kind of rejuvenate a little bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you guys, you took a trip earlier this summer where you, I mean, you essentially just said to Aaron, I need to go to the mountains. Let's go. Yeah. And you yeah. and you did. And I loved that too, because again, you all are busy. You've got a lot going on, but you recognize the need and you took the time to do it. And that's just mm-hmm. so healthy. And, and it was I mean, it was amazing. We had the time of our lives. Yeah. And you awesome. come back fresher. I mean, you mm-hmm. come back with all these things you're involved with, with just a fresh, renewed rest of perspective. And so I, lo- I saw that. I'm like, oh, good for you guys. You guys do that really well. Um, and I think too, you brought up an important moment as we all went through COVID. I told I was working at home for 15 months. And so I had to create this practice of at five o'clock, I had to walk out of my house. Some days I got in the car, I drove around the block mm-hmm. and came home. If it, if it was, you know, the weather wasn't good or I didn't want to do that. I took, I mean, I did something to separate that stop time right at work and start time with personal life outside of work. And, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you just had to do that. And I think it would take me a few months to realize, oh, I'm not creating separation here. So yeah. just understanding like, nope, it's time. It's time to go do that. Yeah. <laughs> and go back in because I think that's something we all kind of bumped into a lot mm-hmm. during that time. Okay. Um, how do you live out feel finding empowerment, embracing layers? Oh. I mean, I
1: definitely feel empowered when I'm creating. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that like makes me feel more confident in myself than starting a project and finishing a project and being like, I'm good at this. This this turned out really great. Like, yeah, this maybe exceeded my expectations and feeling that like moment of pride of like, okay, I did like, I did that. Yeah. And really like. Being okay with nurturing that confidence in myself yes. is okay. Yes, because I think we get to a point where a lot of times where we can't boast about ourselves or boast about our talents or what we did because you come off arrogant or cocky or. But I think that it's important to see that in ourselves. Of absolutely, and like, hey girl, yes, you did it. That was you did that's awesome. It looks beautiful. Yeah, and to have that sense of like pride in yourself. We're
0: well, just self-love. And, self I love. Mm-hmm. and yes. it's like, God made me to do this and that's good. I should be yeah. shouting about this. Yeah. Really right. That we have this false sense of humility. Like we almost have to do the opposite thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, 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 no. That's, I mean, how we talk to ourselves is so much about how we feel about ourselves. And it's not, yeah. and not being afraid of like, because if we love ourselves well, and we are nurturing that parts of us, we're going to love others better. And mm-hmm. And so I'd love that you talked spoke to that. Yeah. Um, what was it like getting to this point? I mean, how how many, because you kind of, you launched Honey Housewife, was it been a couple years ago? A year now. Oh, a year now. Okay. Yeah. Um, what was it like getting to that point in terms of, did you have to like try some different things to kind of determine what it was going to look like? Or did you know going in?
1: You know, I had talked about it for a good couple of years before I actually did it and you know, a lot of that was fear holding me back. And it took a lot for me to be like, I can do this. And I think that this would, is beneficial to people. And I think that there's enough space for me in this realm. And Mm -hmm. it took a a lot. It really did take a lot for me to get to a point where I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And it took my husband pushing me and being like, why aren't you sharing this? Like, yeah, it, it really was things I was doing all the time. Anyway, setting tables yeah. and hosting parties and
0: cooking meals and stuff. And he's like, people want to see this. Like, yeah. you might she as well. She has the, the most there. beautiful tables, people you're going to want to see, especially with the holidays coming. Oh. Thank you. So it just got to a point where I was like, it's silly. I'm already,
1: I'm already doing the work, right? It's just the extra step of taking pictures and writing about it and putting right. it out there. And um, you know, like I said, I've got amazing friends and they all said the same thing. Like, why aren't you, why aren't you putting this out there? You should be putting this out there. Like, yeah, people need to see what you're creating. And yeah, it finally just took a leap and the rest is history. Here we are. Awesome. Oh,
0: I love that. I love that. And I love that those, we need those hype people in our life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, Brady's the same way. When I decided to launch this podcast, I talked about being a voice for a while and talking about these things and and um, we were, it was Brady's birthday last March, and he wanted to do a dream wall on his birthday. He's like, let's do a dream wall. That's what the activity I want to do today. I was like, okay. And we did a dream wall, and it was like, this was up there, and he's that in my dream. <laughs> they ended up getting launched out of that day. But how people in your life? Cause at first, I was like, oh, I don't know. He's like, why not? Why not? What's stopping uh, and, you? Me? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But 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 having those voices of encouragement that kind of help Mm -hmm. us again goes back to those healthy relationships and the people we surround ourselves with. I love that. All right, we're coming down to the end here, so I've got a rapid fire for you, and we've talked about these, so this will kind of be a wrap up because we've talked about these activities throughout the podcast. But name five activities that nourish you. Um,
1: Running, mm -hmm. baking,
0: time with my family time with my husband, time with my friends. Awesome. Okay. And five words on how you want to feel the next six months. Oh boy. I want to feel healthy.
1: I want to feel strong. Mm -hmm. I want to feel confident.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: I want to feel
0: empowered and I want to feel content. Mm, I like that. I love that. All right, Megan, thank you so much for your time well, today. Thank I, you. I appreciate that. Uh, knowing how mindful you are of your time, that you took a little time to spend with me and with our podcast audience. Again, everyone, you're going to want to know what this woman is doing. If you're not already following her already, if you're in the Spokane area, you're going to want to eat at the places that her family has going because they are awesome, delicious. Yeah. And, and and I'm not, trust me, follow Honey Housewife those holiday tables are going to be, and you can do them. You can do them. If I can do them, you can do them. So well, my we'll so walk step by step through all of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. She walks it out and, and you get to see pictures of her cutie little cutie kids. Um, and sweet, sweet, sweet Aaron, who I, is still 12 in my mind, but because <laughs> <laughs> I think that's about how old he was the first time. I yeah. met him. Um, Thanks so much again, EmbracingLayers.com people for all those resources at Embracing Layers. And um thanks so much, Megan, and y'all have a great week. Welcome to my house. my house. My house. <laughs>